Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to finish up talking about She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I finally finished the season. I had two episodes left. I waited for a little while. Saw the drama on the internet. You know, people were against the show from the beginning, and I get it. She-Hulk is a stupid premise. It was a stupid comic character. When I was growing up reading Avengers and Marvel comics, and I really was, um, Hulk was not my favorite. Thor was not my favorite. I didn't even like Captain America. I did like Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Master of Kung Fu, Iron Fist, Daredevil I liked. But She-Hulk, no. Well, I, I you know, Hulk was... Urgh. And I grew up with the Bill Bixby show, so there's that. When they did She-Hulk, you know, just wasn't into it. Never read it. When they announced the TV series, I was like, well, we do need a comedy. I mean, there's comedy in all the Marvel movies, and a lot of the MCU is comedy. Some of, you know, parts of people's favorite part of the shows and movies. But they've gotten serious and heavy, and well, that... I've said in previous podcasts, the best thing about the MCU currently is that everything's different. Man, they got beat up so long that everything was the same. I've been re-watching the movies again from the beginning. To me, this is like kind of a nothing I do annually or anything like that, but every few years I start over. Um, kind of like every once in a while, you just got to watch all the Lord of the Rings, you know? So watching the movies again, I, I am struck by how... Yeah, they kind of had a plan in the beginning, but the movies were not that good. I mean, they're fine. First Iron Man, second Iron Man, you know, the the first Thor. They're all decent movies, and at the time, they were great. But the movies have come so far. The shows have come so far. We couldn't have what we have today without all of that. And so many people are so dismissive these days. Well, it's the Nickelback, Metallica, whatever, most popular syndrome. You become the biggest dude on the block, everybody thinks you're an asshole. And so it happens, the biggest bands, the biggest shows, the biggest cinematic universe is going to be those naysayers. You can still beat that DC dead horse, but come on, Black Adam reviews are already coming out not to be so good. Uh, How many bad movies have to come out from the DCU before we finally go, you know, Marvel's got something special going on. I'm not a fanboy. I'd call it as it is. Um, You know, I was... 50-50 on the Netflix TV shows originally. But I've liked all of the current MCU-based TV shows. I thought uh, WandaVision was really good, you know? Uh, It it fit into the MCU. It was movie-level effects and acting. Um, It was things they couldn't do in movies. It tied into the universe well. It's tied into other movies after. I thought that was a great idea. I wasn't looking forward to uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but that was a highly entertaining show. Yeah, it's going to mean some different things for what's going forward, but not quite as epic as WandaVision was. I really enjoyed Loki. That was one of the smartest shows. It was funny. And uh, Moon Knight. I thought that was really good. Interesting, different, very different. Could stand on its own, doesn't need anything else. So She-Hulk comes along. Literally the only reason, well, I haven't watched Miss Marvel to give you a, a clue. I just don't have an interest in it. I will watch it eventually for MCU completism. But what I read about it, it's very 
Scott Pilgrimish, but young adult, and and I just you know, I can let some young adult stories say I don't have to watch the entire everything in the Marvel universe, but I'm trying. I still haven't watched Agents of Shield, any of that. So when She Hulk was coming out, they announced Tatiana Maslany was going to star, and I absolutely love Orphan Black. I think that's one of the best shows of the 21st century, and she was amazing in it. She elevated that show because she plays multiple characters in the show, and she did an amazing job. So that she was finally going to get an MCU role, and she was going to play She Hulk. I'm like, well, if anybody can make the stupid idea good, let's give it a shot. And, you know, I've done a podcast or two. I think the show was right in tone, had enough uh, uh, connections to the MCU, but it was still what they really wanted to make. I mean, come on. It's a, it's a female, mostly female cast, mostly female behind the camera, trying to make a real female-oriented drama show. You know, she's a lawyer, female lawyer show. That's really what it is, a 30-minute lawyer show sitcom. She just happens to be able to turn into a six-foot-seven She-Hulk and all that goes along with that. It is a comedy, but it still has connected tissue to the MCU, so that gives it the depth that we all need. And I got to say, and I'll get into spoilers after I give you a spoiler warning. I won't do it now, but I'm going to talk about the end of the season, which I think was brilliant. Just go watch it if you haven't watched it. So why didn't I watch the last two episodes? Well, I've been busy lately, and I don't know, it's like with Andor. I was really getting into it, but then I found out they filmed it as kind of movies and then divided it into three episodes per movie. So I'm kind of, I watched episode four. I'm going to wait for five and six, which are out now. I'm going to watch that next and do a review in my thing with Rose for Life. But She-Hulk, I've just been busy and and a 30-minute show, you know, I'm not driven to, to finish it, you know. I just don't watch a lot of TV. So I finally had time, sat down tonight, watched episode eight, went, wow. You know, I really enjoyed it, and it rolled, let it roll right into episode nine. By the way, Disney Plus, you can do better with that um, going to the next show thing. I guess because I never let things do that. I don't binge watch much stuff. Maybe that's why it doesn't do it for me, but you know, it plays all the way through all the all the different uh, uh, voices and, and, and subtitles and all that kind of stuff. So She-Hulk, it, it is supposed to be a female-oriented lawyer drama, um, comedy drama, and it is, and it's a, a fine one. If they had no superhero violence, I don't know that I would watch it, but it's a fine show. I mean, the acting is good, the writing is good, the but it is a superhero show, and and there's a lot of that in it. And what they do in the in the final episode, they have more than once in this series attacked everybody and the things they have said about this series and the MCU. She's taken it on and she's knocked it out of the park, I think. I've got friends who like the MCU and still haven't watched this show. <laughs> You're missing out. It, It is not what I would have wanted and that's the best thing about it. It's not. It, it was a surprise every episode. And that final episode, nice job. I did have a little bit of a spoiler on the internet. I read something about the... I, w- I went ahead and read it. I could have avoided it, but I went ahead. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good idea. I'm glad I did because I got more out of the ending, actually, than less. But anyway, I'll get to that spoiler ending in a minute. It's nine episodes. They're 30 minutes apiece. You've got a whole bunch of guest stars. Mark Ruffalo shows up more than once. Tim Roth more than once. 
Benedict Wong more than once, you know, Charlie Cox more than once. Pretty important. Nice to have Daredevil back. I can't wait for his show, by the way. His was the best. And I like Punisher too, but I thought Daredevil, eh, maybe Punisher was better. Daredevil and Punisher were the best of the Netflix Marvel shows. And I like Charlie Cox in the role. I'm glad that the MCU is bringing him in. Why recast it when you had the perfect guy? He's still young enough to do the stuff. And they actually let him do some daredevil stuff here at the end of the season. It was great. So all in all, as, as what Marvel set out to do with this, I think this kind of show we need. I hope there's a, another season and even another show that's kind of similar. Don't do the same kind of break in the fourth wall kind of thing because that's kind of been done now twice. Deadpool coming to the MCU. But it was her thing in the comics, so it's fine for her thing to be here. And, you know, I, th- I thought it was great. I thought it was nearly perfect, actually. It's not what I would have made out of it, and I'm glad it was different. So now I'm going to get into some spoiler talk a little bit. Uh, If you want to stay completely spoiler-free, I would tune out now, and thank you for listening. So the storyline has been going on that Emil, um, Abomination from the only Hulk MCU movie, not the Ang Lee one. I like what they did with his character over the season, you know, and him getting into trouble and her being his lawyer and him changing and running a, a farm for people to get better. And they had some, some Z level MCU characters or Marvel characters in the show because of that. And it was all just handled really well, I thought. And so they get down in the final episode. Well, she starts really breaking the fall. She broke the fourth wall more and more and more as the series went. And the last episode is called whose show is this? And so at the end of the eighth episode, she's like, oh, is this, are we at the end of the season? Are we about to get to the finale? Is this, you know, and she kind of leads up to it. And then they open the final episode. They redo the intro like the old Bill Bixby show. And it's wonderful. What a great job they did. It looks like VHS. It's, it's the square box on your screen with the pillar box, black bars on the sides. Really well done. That was, that was nice. A lot. The best thing about the MCU is they really, really care. These TV shows and these latest movies are just chock full of so much stuff. Yeah, some that, that will be the detriment to some people. Well, I don't get some of this. I, I don't need to watch all the movies to make you know for this to be good. I totally get that. But let us have this. This is something that, you know, they're building on top of 29, we're almost up to 30 movies now and multiple TV series and all these characters, and they're all starting to coexist just fine. Some in comedy shows, some in drama shows. Charlie Cox has said in interviews that his Daredevil show will not be like She-Hulk. It'll be like a Daredevil show. It just, he just, his character happens to, you know, stop by this. And, and she mentions that in the end. So again, getting to what the spoilers and why the end of nine was so good. It might seem like a cop out what they did, but I, it was probably planned from the get-go, and I think it was a great concept. So at the end of the final episode, or towards the end anyway, there starts to be a big blowout where the bad guy of the season takes the synthetic Hulk blood, and he turns into a Hulk, and Abomination's abominating, and 
Bruce Banner returns and everybody's about to start a big old fight. She goes, wait, no, this is not how this should end. This is my show. What the hell is all this? And she literally breaks the fourth wall and leaves. She leaves the Disney Plus menu. She leaves her show, goes into another one and actually leaves, goes to the soundstage and goes to find the writers who are a bunch of idiots. Maybe it was the real writers. It probably was, but they were acting like idiots because, you know, a superhero show has to have this and this and that and this and um, she's like, no, it doesn't. And we're not going to, who's responsible. And they're like, Kevin. So she goes to find Kevin. They're, like, they're laughing. You're not going to meet Kevin. And obviously a nod to Kevin Feige, but she goes in and it's a robot. You know, Kevin is K E V I N. He's a AI to make all the Marvel stuff. Great. He, it's, he doesn't get them all 100%, but they're all pretty good and, <laughs> and they're all successful. And man, the in jokes are just left and right about the MCU and how things are cookie cutter and how they shouldn't be. And she, man, she really gets into it. I mean, she becomes one of us. She was like, and where's the X-Men? <laughs> and then looks at the camera. I mean, the brilliance of the final scenes are just, uh, wow. So she tells Kevin how things should be, how the show should end. And then that's what happens. And it's great. I, I laughed out loud and then laughed out loud and then, laughed my effing ass off. You know, every LOL and LMAO you can do, I was doing in real life. I just thought it was hysterical. I thought it was great. I even knew part of it was coming and I thought it was great. She broke through the fourth wall, came into the real world and fixed her show and then went back to the show. The most cost-effective way possible. It was really well done. And then we finally get an after credit scene, which... Spoiler alert, uh, Wong shows up and he we get a nod that he might be stuck in another show because TV's big these days. I, I just think really well done. To Jessica Gao, um, who created the show, and everybody at the MCU who let him do this, it was an experiment that worked, and please keep doing this. I've said it in the last few podcasts about Marvel stuff. That's the best thing about this this phase of the MCU. They're trying. Not everything is working. They'll learn from that, and they do learn from the mistakes. So movies that aren't everybody's favorite, the next movies after were pretty darn good. TV shows, some people like some more than others, and I, there's still some people not going to give this a chance. But if you're a fan of the Marvel movies, there is absolutely no reason not to watch the show. It is... Such connective tissue, and consider it a comedy that takes place behind the scenes of the MCU, kind of. I think it was great. Can't wait for more. Um, by the way, all of you geek sites, stop with the clickbait and stop saying you know things that you don't. I was looking this morning um, in my news app, on my iPhone, and in Facebook, you can hide certain news sources, and I do that in the beginning. If if a news if I go to a news page, whatever it is, and they've got too many ads, I can't read the content. If uh, it's behind a paywall, which I don't think those things should even come up in my news kind of feed, you know, I just I I block them. I, I get out of those news things. And so there was one today that was like She-Hulk getting a second season, and I'm like, didn't I just read yesterday? She said it may not. Back in 2019, Kevin Feige said that after the show was done, she would make appearances in the MCU. I totally get that, and she will, and that makes sense. 
She's a great actress. I'm glad she got into the MCU with a, a definitely something different. You know, <laughs> she just didn't come in as your typical superhero. She had an interesting character arc. You know, some people weren't happy that she was a, a single woman in her 30s that slept with men, single men that she met. But this is life, people. I thought it was very realistic in that aspect. You know, we could wait to go to dinner. We could just throw that aside and just, you know, get down to business. And they do. Um, I didn't think it was, I didn't think anything pushed in the envelopes. I thought it was very modern. I thought it was very well written, very well acted. Can't wait to see how it interfaces with the MCU. And I just hope they keep swinging for the fences, keep trying these things. If they keep making superhero movies get bigger and bigger, as we learned from Endgame, you really can't get much bigger. So they, they had to go some different directions. So do some different things. Make a Moon Knight show. That show was weird. That was a different kind of animal. And make a, make a She-Hulk. It's a 30-minute comedy. Great idea. Executed incredibly well. One of my favorite MCU shows now. It's a shame that they're not releasing hard copies of these. I might keep Disney Plus to keep... I mean, they're building quite the stable of stuff. I already own all the movies, but TV shows are pretty darn good. She-Hulk stuck the landing. I thought it was creative, funny, what the MCU needs, a breath of fresh air. If you don't like it, I get it, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> it was fun. So it's available streaming. Uh, now, we don't know what's going to happen as of, this, um, as of this date. I'm recording this on Tuesday night to get up Wednesday morning. I'm sorry I didn't pre-promote it. I was really worried about what I was going to talk about tonight. Um, I wanted to get up a Wednesday podcast. I have a Thursday spoiler podcast coming uh, my body's body's body spoiler. That was done right after I did my podcast for the review. But I didn't know what I was going to do tonight. So I sat down and I, I made dinner. And I watched episode eight. And then I watched episode nine. And I'm like, I know what I'm going to talk about now. I had to sit down and talk about it. And I was like going to talk long. And here we are at over 18 minutes. Well, thank you for listening. And thank you for going to the spoiler talk. Uh, I'd love to know what you think about She-Hulk or any of the other stuff I review. This stuff is interactive. My links are below. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.